0: You're listening to the Greyhill.com's Insights Podcast. I'm your host, Barry Robertson, and welcome to Season 2. Today, we have Nick from Airfort Players joining us to help us share with you some of the history of the organisation and introduce us to the upcoming play, The Happiest Days of Our Life. So Nick, welcome to Insights here on the Green Hill. Thanks for joining me. Before we actually delve into the history of the drama group itself, I understand that you were originally a member in the late 60s and early 70s. Can you tell us a little bit more about yourself?
1: Yeah, of course. Hi Barry and and thanks for inviting me. This is fantastic. Well, um, yeah, I was with the Air Force players in the late 60s, early 70s um, when I was still at school. And uh, I left there at uh, the beginning of the 70s, about 73, I think it was, and um, went to drama school and actually became professional. And um, so after many years uh, of, of acting and goodness knows what, uh, I decided to retire. I came back to Ayrshire and I thought to myself, I wonder if the airport fairs are still going. And I went on to Facebook and there they were. So I uh, contacted them and said, you know, we'll be looking for people, always looking for men. Uh women a plethora of women, but we're always looking for men, they said. So uh, I went along and although things had changed dramatically since the sixties and the seventies, as you can imagine, um it was great being back. Um and it was exactly I think it was exactly 50 years to, uh, to the day that, um, you know, that I went back. And it just felt after a couple of rehearsals, it just felt that being back in the swing of things, you know, it was great.
0: Ah, that's amazing. The history of the Air Force players is truly an inspiring one, Nick. Can you tell us a little bit more about those early days and the journey to becoming one of the most loved and longest established amateur dramatic groups here in Nearshire?
1: Yeah, of course. Um, it all started off, seemingly, although I wasn't around, it was 1946, uh, it all started in a school classroom at Air Academy. Uh, a few people got together and decided that uh, they, would, they would start a drama society. And it was called the um, Fort Players, I believe, when it began. Um, the earliest productions were staged at the Academy and also at the Town Hall. Um, but it didn't have the facilities of the, you know, of all the modern venues, etc. Uh, there was limited lighting. The acoustics were absolutely dreadful. There was no proscenium, of course, and, and no changing facilities. Um, so it, it, it must have been an absolute nightmare. But they persisted and they went on. Uh, so it was, you know, up, up to those people, whoever they were back in 1946, uh, that were here now. Um, you know, goodness knows, I'm trying to work it out in my head, maybe almost about, well, it's 76 years, isn't it? Yes, it's 76 years later. We're still here.
0: And am right I right in saying that it started in a classroom at Ear Academy? Isn't that right?
1: Yeah, that's right. Um, and uh, then uh, we went on to, um, in years to come anyway, uh, the, the 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 Borough Council uh, converted the Robertson Memorial Church uh, down where the, the fire station is at the moment. There was a church over the road from there. And uh, they convert, converted that into the Civic Theatre, which was a wonderful, wonderful little theatre. I, I can still actually, if I, if I concentrate hard enough, there, w- there was a certain smell when you walked into the auditorium. I believe it was Jay's cleaning fluid, but it stuck with me through the years. And uh, it's, uh, it was wonderful. It was a, a little compact theatre. Uh, the amateur companies used it. Victor Graham, who was a professional touring company, they used it. They came to air every summer and used the Civic Theatre as well. And it was the ideal home uh, for things like the drama groups, etc. And that was from 1951 up to the early 2000s.
0: And so where are you now, Nick?
1: Well, uh, in 2009, Air Council decided to close the Civic Theatre and um, they said it was an asbestos problem and uh, then when they were found out that it wasn't an asbestos problem, uh, they blamed it on electrical wiring. Uh, I think they just wanted rid of the place because Air, Air County Council owned it um, and I think it was just becoming too much for them to uh, look after so they closed the place down and a couple of weeks later demolished it so that no one could move in again. Uh, we were left to produce our plays in places like Belmont Academy and again back in the Hall. but that wasn't entirely ideal uh, as I said before because of all the acoustics and the, the lighting and etc. Um, but then the Getty Partnership took over the Getty Theatre in there and hey presto uh, where we had a new home and now we're back and we're back at the Irrigacy uh, Theatre. So
0: how long have you been there now? Uh,
1: since I think it's about, let's see, uh, about 10 years, I think. It might not be as long as that, but um, because that that was, that, I was away when it all happened. So I'm not quite sort of all phased when they moved in there. But uh, I know that since we moved there, it's been, it's been, Wonderful. Um it's just like being back at the civic really because everyone's so friendly and everyone you know is um you know it's a lovely place to be working and it's a absolutely gorgeous theatre when you stand in the stage and look out, absolutely brilliant.
0: Yeah, it's a beautiful theatre at the Argeti.
1: Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. What about the actual productions themselves? Can you share some of these with us and perhaps any particular favourites that you might have?
1: All right. Well, over the years we've produced Plays such as uh, all, the, all the white tall farces uh, and Ray Cooney farces like See How They Run, uh, Run For Your Wife, um, there's Move Over, Mrs. Bankham. We, we we normally do uh, sort of lighter plays. The Air Compass Club, the other uh, drama club in there, they, they do more sort of serious work. We do the more light-hearted end. Uh, that's not to say we don't do Things like we do gaslight, and uh, we, we we do murder mysteries like Murder in the Nile, and all that sort of thing. Um, but over over the years, we've done Steel Magnolias, The Calendar Girls, uh, stage adaptations of uh, TV sitcoms like Dad's Army, Faulty Towers, Are You Being Served, all that sort of thing. Um, I I well, I do have a favourite. I do have a favourite, which probably no one's ever heard of. Um, but it's the first play I did with the four players which was called Tomb Byers and uh, that was back in 1967 I believe and uh, that's always been my favourite play only because it's the first play that I got to do with the uh, four players it was my first sort of in my head professional play because I was on stage with a lot of other actors in a proper theatre
0: There's nothing quite like that experience of your first play isn't there not?
1: Oh no no no! You always remember it. It's like everything else. You remember your first one. Um, that is my first one, and I, I, it always holds wonderful memories for me.
0: While we're on that conversation, do you have any superstitions before you go on stage?
1: <laughs> superstitions? Um, no, my only superstition is to stand in the wings and hope that I don't forget the first line as soon as I open the door or walk on stage. Um, no, I've I've never, I've never had one of those i know people have them they sort of you know they go outside they they turn three times then they walk back into the uh the, the other dressing room uh, if someone says to them good luck of course they nearly freeze because you're not supposed to say that to anyone um, no that that's never really bothered me uh, i just sort of um, you know it's a job and you go on and you do it but um i i, I do every time uh, that i go on stage the The five minutes before I go on stage, my stomach is up in my throat because I'm just so scared that I walk on and simply forget the first words I'm supposed to utter.
0: Now, I hear that you've also performed a very special Scottish play. Can you tell us how that came about and how that changed the Air Force players?
1: Um, Well, I, I expect you're talking about the steamy um, by, I
0: am. I am. Yes,
1: uh, by Tony Roper. Yes, we we were we were very 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 lucky. We were the first amateur company to ever produce the play when the rights became available, and it became one of our best loved plays. I think it, it, you yeah, could you could say. Um, they they they've done it twice, and there's talk that it's going to be coming back again. Um, but they, they had such fun doing it, and uh, I believe Tony Roper actually came along to see it. Again, I wasn't there at the time, but uh, I believe that's, uh, that's what happened. And it was absolutely, every time it's, it's, it's been done, the, the theatre's always been packed to capacity. It's, um, it's, it's such a love play by Scots people.
0: So how many productions do you hold a year then?
1: uh well normally we hold two we hold one in the spring and one in the autumn and um, our last production was don't get your Vickers in the twist um which uh, sounds as strange as the title sounds um it was a farce set in a vicarage where a murder mystery company come to produce their murder weekend uh, and the real bishop uh arrives and gets mixed up with bishop that's actually being played on the stage by an old drunk um so it it, it was very funny but it um it's not as funny as this one uh, the happiest days of your life um but the 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 yeah, the last play we did as i say was that and that closed down this uh the uh, the Gatey theater because of the COVID uh pandemic that struck and therefore, we weren't able to do our second play, which was going to be The Odd Couple, uh, which we do in the autumn. And this year, because of the roll-on of all the uh, plays, et cetera, that were coming into the Gaty when the COVID pandemic struck, they're trying to catch up. So we don't have a space at the end of this year for a play in the Gaty. Uh, but we will be back next year with two plays, this year we hope to do maybe a little play somewhere, uh, m- maybe in some sort of upstairs pub or something like that, just to keep the membership going because there's nothing worse than losing people because of a, a long lull.
0: Oh, definitely. And there's lots of nice venues in Ayrshire, isn't there? I mean, we've got the Harbour Art Centre, you've also got the Palace yeah. Theatre... So hopefully you can get somewhere locally. Yeah. We continue this podcast after this short message from the Greyhill. Set in 1965 in Anderson, Glasgow, this story examines the reaction of deserted husband Billy Spears and his family to the return of his estranged wife, Bernie, whose mother has been taken seriously ill. Download today wherever you get your audiobooks, Building Bridges by Marie Dunlop.
1: Is that what your daddy told you? I Aye. And what did that cousin of yours say about that? Said I was a liar. Said he'd tell his
0: daddy. And when he was in bed, he heard him tell my Auntie Izzy about it. And
1: what did Izzy say?
0: My Auntie Izzy said I was a poor wee soul. And then he heard my Uncle Hugh bursting out laughing. And he said my mammy was a dirty hoover that dumped her away on an odd woman. Well you said it was all lies about my mammy being a beauty queen in London.
1: Is that right? I'm all. What did my Uncle Hugh mean by a dirty hoover? Don't you bother what his daddy says, his daddy's a bloody woman. He's an ignoramus with a manners o' well a pig. But then again, what mere would you expect for somebody that bangs a drum in an orange band?
0: Find out more about building bridges written by Marine Delope by visiting our website, com, where you can find out more about our audio dramas. And now back to your podcast episode.
1: Yeah, yeah. Um, But the, uh, the, you know, this new one, the, the, well, new to us, the happiest days of your life. um, It's, do you want to know a bit about that? Yeah, yeah, of course. course. Oh, go on then. right, (laughs) It was written in 1946, and it's about the end of the war and uh, a, a private school owned in uh, England, uh, run by, sorry, not owned by, but run by Godfrey Pond, who's a pompous old headmaster, and two uh, teachers. And it's a boys' school. And during the war, a lot of schools were demolished due to the Blitz. Um, so the didactic, the, the, they had uh, the evacuated other schools to join them so that they had to sort of uh, mix together and uh, until the other buildings were fixed or rebuilt or whatever. And in this one, uh, Hillary Hall, which is the boys' school, hear that they are going to get another school called St Swithin's. But when St Swithin's turn up, it's an old girls' school. And in 1946, that wasn't really the th- the sort of thing that you did, especially for a private school, you wouldn't mix the sexes. And um, the two, the, the headmaster and the principal, the principal of St. Swithin's is a woman called uh, Evelyn Whitchurch, and she's an old battle axe. And the headmaster of Hillary Hall and the principal of St. Swithin's go at it head to head, trying to figure out how they're going to keep all this from the parents. And as they're doing that, two sets of parents arrive, one from the boys' school and one from the girls' school, and they try and keep them apart so that no one can learn of what's happened. It was actually the precursor to the Centrinian uh, films that were made. Uh, when they made The Happiest Days of Your Life, someone thought, oh, school's not, uh, not getting on, that's a great idea. And so St Trinian's was born. And, uh, of course, the rest is history. But this is the precursor to St Trinian. So it's that type of thing.
0: Now, someone told me that you have a very special connection with your co-star, who plays Evelyn Whitechurch. Tell me more about that.
1: <sighs> yes, I do. Earl, the lovely Care. Um In 1972, uh, the year that I left the Air Force players, the last play I did was called Wanted One Body, which is a sort of comedy murder mystery. And in that, I played a chauffeur who was going out with the secretary uh, of the man who owned the estate. And Ella Kerr was that woman who played the secretary. So Ella Kerr and I were playing boyfriend to girlfriend 50 years ago. I come back and of course... Um, 50 years to the day, uh, we're back at it, but this time we're actually at loggerheads, and um, you know, can't stand each other's, the sight of each other. So it's, uh, it, it's, it's wonderful because uh, I was, I was actually quite, I was very excited and actually quite nervous about meeting Ella after 50 years. Um, but I am mean into worried. It was just like yesterday, and she is such a lovely woman and such a great actress. And um, we've had a, an absolute whale of a time doing the play. We, we, we just make each other laugh so much.
0: Oh, my goodness. That's such a great story, isn't it? And I love when these things happen. It's like Sarah Dippenty, isn't it? It's oh, like yeah. it's meant to happen.
1: Yeah, yeah. And, of course, I'm in my, well, my late 60s. And Ella's in her, well, she doesn't like me saying this, but she is in her 80s. And I think she should be proud of it because she's still up there. She still remembers her lines. She's, she goes looking the clappers around that stage. I don't know where she gets her energy. So, um, you know, we, we're sort of, we're probably the two oldest in the, uh, in the play.
0: What about the other cast members? How many are there in the show? And what's roughly their ages of the play?
1: Uh, well, the other cast members are, there's um, the two masters, are roughly, supposedly, in their um, early 20s and middle 30s. And I think both the men that play those are just in the late 20s. Um, There's a couple of women in the play who are sort of middle-aged. There's um, younger members and there are very young members There's uh, a young boy um, called Aidan, Aidan McKay-Baird, and he's playing Hopcroft Mike, one of the the boys of the school. And uh, he's only 13. And what I find is absolutely fantastic, really, really great. And then we've got Beth Donaldson, who isn't a stranger to the stage, she's 16. But she's already been in productions for the air amateur opera company etc and she's absolutely wonderful as well so we're really lucky we've got such a you know a large demographic and the play itself appeals to all ages so um we're hoping that the younger members will bring young people into the field and the older members of course will ever remember the happiest days of your life anyway from the the, the famous film uh, that was made of it, starring Margaret Rutherford and, and Alistair Sim, and they'll bring in the older demographic. And then we've got the ones in the middle, of course, that will bring in the middle demographic. I better mention them in case they're listening.
0: <laughs> that sounds really fun. I wouldn't want to miss the show. When is it playing, and how can we get tickets, Nick?
1: Right, well, it's on at the Gaty from the 20th to 30th of April, and uh, you can book tickets online at the Gaty Theatre, uh, which... Uh, if you Google it, I don't know the the um, the, uh, the web address so far. Uh, but you can go on to airfortplayers.co.uk and there's a link in there. I believe the gate is gatey.co.uk, but I may be wrong about that. It's and...
0: thegatey.co.uk. Oh, I just found it for oh, you. Right, thank the you very gatey. much. You're welcome.
1: <laughs> um, yeah, so you can go on there. You can go on to the Airfort Players one and there's a lovely site there where uh, there's a link to the booking on there at the moment and there's actually a special offer on at the moment if if i could just tell you about that
0: yeah um, we all love a good special offer
1: yeah it, it, it i don't know how long it's actually lasting but if you go on and you um quote sat 50 that's sat 50 uh you get two tickets for the price of one on either of the Saturday performances. So Saturday afternoon or Saturday evening, if you're booking for either of those dates and you quote SAT 50 when you're booking, uh, you'll get your second ticket. If you're buying two tickets, you get one free. Uh, so yeah, I, I, it's 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 great. And we're doing that hopefully to bring in, as I say, the younger people because, you know, sometimes theatre can be a bit expensive for people to bring the whole family um, you know, even although it's only £16 for the top prize ticket, uh, if you want to sit in good seats and there's, you know, there's the mother and father and two children. And then you're thinking, you know, you've got to get ice creams and things in the interval and maybe go for a meal beforehand. Enough, and it soon adds up. So I think I think that's, you know, a great deal. You know, at least you'll get one of the tickets free and that will give you money to spend on a few more ice creams.
0: Well, that is very yeah. true, and we all like a bargain. So that's Saturday, and you're getting a discount. So that's great, yeah. Nick. Yeah. But there's something else that's great about the Eight Fort players, and yeah. that is, what do you do with all the profits? Can you tell us more about that?
1: Ah, right. Uh, well, uh, the the profits after uh, everything has been taken care of, etc., uh, they go to Cancer Research, and um, as of 2021, I think we had uh raised something like 50 60 pounds uh which has been given over over the years um we we also do uh when you when you come in there are programs available and you make a donation and that donation of course uh goes partly to cancer research also uh, I, I i believe uh, that at the end of the holidays and things there are buckets and things that you can give any loose change to and other thing like that it all helps and it all goes to a fabulous charity because um you know we, we we just we we latched on to cancer research right at the beginning and we've just stuck with them through the years because they, they they just do such a wonderful job
0: they do such a wonderful job and that's an amazing achievement thank you very much for raising that amount of money to such a great cause one last question nick yeah. If anyone fancies treading the boards, how do they get in touch with Air Airfort Players? And how do they come along and maybe become a member?
1: Well, um, go on the website, airfortplayers.co.uk, and down at the bottom of the website, uh, there's a link at the top, but it's right at the bottom, it says become a member. It gives you frequently asked questions about um, you know age limits and all that sort of thing, and uh, If you contact us through there, then the secretary will get back in touch with you. What normally happens is um, we collect the names and then we invite everyone along to the next reading of a play when we're going to be uh, producing um, uh, a next play. And we just contact everyone and say, that's the date it's going to be. If you want to come along, come along. You don't have to want, uh, want to come along and act. You can come along and maybe do props, uh, help with the wardrobe, uh, help with the stage management. Uh, There's so much more to be done than just acting. So even although you think, yeah, I really like to do it, but I I don't fancy getting up in front of people and doing things like that, you can still do so much to help us. And we always welcome everyone with open arms. And um, normally the stay normally we (laughs) stay.
0: that's brilliant that's absolutely fantastic so while we can all have fun going along to see the play The -hmm. Happiest Days of Your Life which is on at the air gating on the 28th of April right through to the 30th of April we're also by going helping to support a good cause so remember everyone you can get your tickets to this fantastically funny farce by going to the website airfortplayers.co.uk or booking online at the venue, thegaty.co.uk, and we hope to see you there. Once again, thank you so much, Nick, for coming in and chatting to me today. We've loved hearing all about the Air Force players, and I know personally I'm looking forward to seeing the production at the Airgatey of seeing the happiest days of your life.
1: Well, we look forward to seeing you there, Barry. You must come round and introduce yourself when you are.
0: I will do. Thanks very much for listening and tuning in. I'm Barry Robertson, and this has been a Greyhill production of the Insights Podcast. Thanks for listening to another Insights Podcast. If you would like to be featured on an upcoming episode then contact us via thegreyhill.com and clicking on the contact us banner at the bottom right hand corner of the page and you too could be featured in one of our episodes.